everybody, and welcome, welcome, welcome to the Irish NFL show. Here we all are. Well, actually, we're not all here, but say hello to Colm, to Christina, and to Brian. No Mark this week, because he's on a mystery trip to America. He might even catch some American football, but more to be revealed on that later. Shout out first to our partners, Cassidy Travel. You can get those packages for playoff games, for Super Bowls for next year's games. So check out all of their details in our podcast bios after the game, after this, after the game, after the show. After the, yeah, I feel like I've played a game. Uh, all right. In any case, uh, just a couple of quick things up front. Next week, our championship preview uh, show is going to be live from the PointsBet offices. So shout out to PointsBet for uh, setting that up with us. And then the Captain America's show, the show going live from Captain America's on Grafton Street is down to the last few tickets. Anyone there for the last few tickets? So you can pick those up on Eventbrite and uh, come see the show in all its live glory. Uh, alas, I won't be there, but uh, all of these fine folks will. So with that all said, it's time to look ahead to these games that are coming up at the weekend. Big games. Um, so... Let's get into it. So our first one that we're going to look at for these divisional round games is the Jags at the Chiefs. And so I did a little bit of reading and I got prompted some stuff from Brian here as well. So I know that the Chiefs beat the Jags in week 10, 27-17 apparently. So are we going to see more of the same? Are we going to see a little upset from Mr. Goldilocks himself? Or what's going to happen? So uh, let me turn to you first, Brian, seeing as I'm looking at you right now. Tell me, what do you think? How's this one going to play out? I had a feeling you were going to come to me. Yeah. Because this one is uh, an interesting one. No, they're all very interesting this weekend, but it's going to be interesting to see how the Chiefs react coming off the bye week. We bugged time and time again towards the end of the season. Now, whilst they are winning, they weren't playing convincingly. They were still putting up the huge numbers offensively, but they were letting teams hang around. Two games against the Broncos, game in, in Houston. And then it came to week 18 and they were playing in, in Vegas and a lot of people felt that Vegas might, you know, keep with them for a long time because of how they played the week, the week prior to that against the 49ers and the Chiefs went in and blew them out. And in that game, was the Raiders have had a poor season, it was very much the type of game when the Chiefs realised we're getting to the business end of the season it's time to really, you know, step up and go in with a, with a superior performance. And we saw that that night, both offensively and defensively. I was reflecting on the game in which they played a couple of weeks ago. It's the last, I think it's, in fact, it's the last uh, defeat in which this Jags team have had. They've gone on such a great run. And I was looking at that game, Mahomes, even his numbers in that game weren't over you as for, compared to what we're used to seeing. But yeah, he threw for four touchdowns in that game. And most teams who have a quarterback throws for four touchdowns in the game is fantastic. Look, this Jags team have been on a great run. And um, we have Chiefs team looking to go to the fifth AFC game in a row and that just shows the, the level of a performance we've seen over the years and whilst Jags team have played really well and it's a great start on what we say is the first team in fact they've had the first round pick the first pick in the first round in the draft and found their way to be in the playoffs that following season and not only that but with a playoff team and whilst it's a great story um, I think everybody's been overly impressed with how they've played over the past weeks this is a different beast and this team haven't played in a few weeks and I think I think the Chiefs have put up 40 on them in this game I can see it being a 40-20 type of game. I think we're going to see Mahomes come out on Sunday with a point to prove. Albeit it doesn't really have many points to prove, but they have been the five AFC, sorry, four AFC Championship games in a row, but yeah, how many have, they, have 
uh, ended up in Super Bowls and how many of them ended up in ultimately Super Bowl victories. So there's been some near misses for this team. I think they really want to prove that they're the number one team in the, in the playoffs for a reason. Tevis the AFC, no matter what happened with that unfortunate game. A few weeks ago, I think the Chiefs put up 40 and win this game and match on. Okay, putting up 40. I thought you said Mahomes is going to come out with pints. That's not a point to prove. I was like, oh, oh yeah. Mahomes can do anything. He can have 17 pints and he'll still score 17 touchdowns, like throw for uh, millions of millions of yards. So uh, let's see what happens if he comes out with pints or points, 40 of them or otherwise. Okay, uh, Christina, what about you? What do you make? Do you think Jags are going to upset him or do you think it's Chiefs all the way? I think it's going to be Chiefs all the way, but I do think the Jags are going to put up a fight. This is their first hunt towards a Super Bowl in a very, very long time, actually in their full franchise history. So I definitely can't see Trevor Lawrence going out um, without a fight this weekend, for sure. But I do think Mahomes is coming back. You know, they, they just, they want to get the win. They want to go forward. And I think that's the most positive part about it for them. I don't want to see it be a trashing like Brian thinks it's going to be a bit of a blowout. I don't think that's going to be the case. Um, but I definitely think that Jacksonville is just refusing to be overlooked in this season. Okay. So Chiefs for you. Uh, Colm, are you going with the rest of the crew here or do you think uh, Goldilocks is going to save the day for the Jags? I think if if an upset is to happen uh, this weekend, kind of this could be be the game because there are a couple of factors that play into that. Um, I mean, any of these games could uh, could end up being a blowout win at the same time, but number of factors. Doug Pedersen knows Andy Reid. We know Andy Reid is obviously very good coming off a bye, um, but Doug, Doug knows him. He knows uh, his history, knows his traits, and uh, for that reason, that is something to uh, watch out. Brian mentioned the Week 10 game, and the thing about that was that if that hadn't happened to um, the D-Light, if they hadn't played out of their minds that day, the Chiefs would have lost. The, the Jags' offense matches up quite well against this Chiefs' defense, um, but you have a number of really... Um, I suppose, like interesting, and uh, we have some interesting things going on with with the zoom, with the the zooming in and out here. Um, and players will be zooming all over the the field on uh, on game day. But uh, it's it's going to be definitely a bit of a chess match. And for me, I suppose that is the intriguing piece. Can the Jags deal with Travis Travis Kelsey? They have struggled time and time again throughout the season against opposing tight ends. Travis Kelsey is, I think, the best tight end in the in the league. Um, but at the, the same time, can the Chiefs defense step up uh, and are they able to stop this Jags offense? Uh, I, I, I'm going to say because it's at home that the, the Chiefs win. Uh, but I, I do think it will be closer than, than people expect. And uh, if, uh, you know, if the, as I said, if there is to be a shock, it could well be that. But when you have Patrick Mahomes, when you have Andy Reid, and when you, uh, you have Travis Kelsey, that makes you favourites. Yeah, it sure does. Uh, to be honest, it's hard for me, even as a casual viewer, to understand how anyone can defeat Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey when they're combo. 
is happening. Mahomes is a phenomenon. I love watching him play. Like he's like he's just fantastically fun. He's box office, as they say. All right. Well, let's uh, let's go on to the next game then. So we have three picks there for the Chiefs, uh, and we'll see what happens in the real world. Um, okay. The next one is the sort of the late night Saturday game, early into Sunday morning for us. That is in Ireland. And that is the Giants at the Eagles. So the Eagles, I think, have had a bye week. So they're all nice and rested and full of Philadelphia fervor. And the Giants are back in the playoffs. As Brian well knows, he's fierce excited about it. Um, so big rivalry. I know I lived in New York. This was no joke. If, you, if, the, if the Eagles were playing the, the Giants or the Jets, it's a big deal. Um, well, the Jets didn't do a hell of a lot back in my day either. But anyway. That doesn't matter. What we're talking about is this game. So I'm going to come to you, Christina, first and get your take on it. Where do you see this one going? You know what? I think everyone's given the Giants a bit of a rough week. Um, I know the Eagles have had a bye week last week, but I think it's really interesting. We've seen Jalen Hurts come back in week 18 after being out for quite some time with his injury, his shoulder. And during the season, he's picked up a lot of different knocks. He was really rusty. We didn't see the Jalen Hurts that we knew we had. Now I get it, 100%. He's had a whole week to recover. He's had almost two weeks to get that play in it right again and get himself back to full kind of where he was. But I just don't think we're going to see him as he was at the start of the season. I really don't. I, I have this feeling that he's still afraid of that shoulder sprain that he picked up. Um, and it's, it's one of those things that he looks really, if you look back at week 18, it was almost that he was completely inaccurate with his throws. His arm strength just really seemed to have declined. And here I am trying to throw the ball as if I'm doing it myself. Um, and I just think that, you know, even though he's told everyone he's feeling completely fine, he, he's really expecting to be fully participated. I just don't think he's going to bring 110%. He'll bring it 90. Um, but I do think the Giants will keep them at bay. I don't think it's going to be a washout. But unfortunately, I have to go with the Eagles. Sorry, Brian. Go on with the Eagles. The crack will be 90 and he'll be at 90 as well. Very good. Okay. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Uh, you never know. You know what? Pros play hurt, as one boss said to me one time when I came in all over to work. Um, okay. Uh, Colm, what about you? Uh, well, certainly, uh, I think there are probably plenty of guys back, if you look back to maybe the, the 70s, 80s and, and 90s, uh, across the world of sport, Kala, uh, guys playing with uh, with hangovers. Um, and uh, maybe if one looked at uh, darts and snooker, uh, you might even need to go quite as far back. Uh, this is, you know, this is going to be, uh, I think the atmosphere in this is going to be electric. And um, I know that uh, they were warning uh, Giants fans about not going to Philadelphia, which I think that Philly will be absolutely delighted with. A, they're the more, you know, uh, home fans there, the, the more raucous it is. But those stories tend to bleed through. And you can't tell me if those stories are out there that you're not having uh, the ante of some player who's getting on to him and his family and is in a WhatsApp group and is like, are we going to be okay? And just just, just a, a, a niggle. But I think what could be quite, um, you know, this this is all about, I, I've said it repeatedly, it's about Lane Johnson, it's about Jalen Hurts, it's about how fit those guys are. Um, Jalen Hurts is off the injury report. Christina has talked about that. Lane Johnson, um, it's, that's the kind of more touch and go one. Although he said this week that his injury wasn't quite as serious 
as uh, it first appeared. Uh, the the Giants, like, this is where Dable will be delighted, right? Because everyone's writing them off. They're going into hostile territory. He will have them up for this game. And uh, if people didn't see the video of Dexter Lawrence mic'd up, uh, do yourself a favor and check that one out. He absolutely loved last week's game against the Vikings. And uh, I, I imagine maybe the NFL won't um, won't release the full version if he is mic'd up uh, of this particular game, because I'd say there'll be some choice words. These are two teams who have met each other twice. We, we've already talked about the history of these cities on the, the show on Monday. I I can, again, this could be one, right, where if the Eagles don't show up and they don't get it right, um, you uh, you could have a, a situation where the Giants can take advantage. We know the Giants have the ability to run the ball and to take time off the clock. But I, I think the Eagles are the number one seed for a reason. I'm going, you know, with Hurts off the, the injury report, and, you know, Rappaport said, I mean, you, 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 he has to be in reasonably good nick for them to, to do that. They should have enough, but, um, Brian Dable and, uh, his giants could absolutely give them a bloody nose along their way. But I have the Eagles go to the championship game. You have the Eagles. Well, I'm going to leave the last word to you, uh, Brian, the giants fan. I, I'm a guess maybe where you might go with this, but tell me, where do you think it's going to go? Coming into the game, I think it's a bit strange that the four seed is the kind of unknown quantity in this game. And the reason why I say that is the last time we saw Eagles play to the 11, which we've seen in the season that made them the number one seed, was on the 11th of December when they played the Giants. And they gave the Giants a good goal over. Bear in mind the Giants were missing half the defence that day, so it's hard again to really quantify how good a performance that was. Then if they played it, the Cowboys and the A they put Cowboys put 40 on them, a few turnovers in the game, and the uh, small field uh, small field in terms of coming for scores. Put a 40, then the Saints went in and beat them, and um, had a situation where it wasn't playing. Gardner Minshew was playing, and then the following week, <clears throat> as Christina's called out, the Giants' torch room has played them, and they only beat the Giants 22-16. So it feels like they haven't played a significant game in terms of performance in quite some time. Last week's game, I was really confident that the Giants would win, because as I said, I looked at the game on Christmas Eve, and I felt there was only a couple of teams that needed to be tweaked in order for the Giants to be in this position to win the game. In this game, I think there's five five teams that have to happen for the Giants to win. Daniel Jones is going to have to play really well again at quarterback. They're going to have to stop the run game, and not so much Horch, but Sanders, Boston, Scott, they've got really effective running back. Never mind the fact that they have a very athletic quarterback. The Giants pass rush has to get a Horch and see if this injury is still there. Is it concerned? You know, not necessarily sack him, but get him on the ground and see how he reacts to the injury. And the Giants secondary, and it was really much improved last week with the two starting people in the secondary back have to control AJ Brown and Smith. Too many teams have to go right on Sun, on Saturday night for me for the Giants to win this game. But it could happen. I mean, we could see a team who hasn't played in a few weeks. We've seen in the past the team we get taught at the right time. They're on a streak. They're playing well. But I just think it's too big of a task. And whilst it's been a great season, I think the Giants fans come. The Monday, Tuesday, when they get over the fact that they won't get the results this weekend, we'll recognise it's been a fantastic year. But I don't think it's going to end in a victory on Saturday. I'm back in the Eagles. Okay. Hey, I see Fred saying you're getting the five excuses in early. It's, it's been like last week game with the back door job. Remember with Mark and the American column on the fourth game we discussed in the. I can see how they can win it, but they won't win it. I'm picking yeah. the Eagles. Picking okay. Them. Well, uh, 
I'm, I'm going to pick the Giants. I don't really care. All I remember is Phil Sims. That was like one of the first uh, Super Bowls I remember seeing. And I remember there was Gatorade dumped on them. I was like, why aren't they doing that? That's going to be so sticky. Anyway, that's uh, that's a complete little uh, jump inside my brain. Thank you. All right, let's go to uh, let's go to some comments. I know you've been putting a few up there. Are there any more you want to you want to flash up on the screen just in case anybody missed them as we went through, or um, maybe interesting ones just to talk about? I think that it's really interesting that Fred is after coming out said he may sound biased, but he reckons the winner is going to be someone from the Forty Nineers Dallas game. Interesting for the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. You never know. And it might be the 49ers. I hope so, because then my bet wins. Fred is, sorry, kind of Fred is saying about me getting my excuses. He's already marking the card that, <laughs> oh, and the Cowboys lose, at least we lost to the team that wins the Super Bowl. Is Fred a Cowboys fan? He isn't there. Okay, I see. Now I understand. It's all coming together here. Ah, absolutely. I, I One thing, uh, Kala, also... Um, Brian is talking about, you know, that like uh, hedging, uh, hedging our bets, uh, you know, and, and saying teams, you know, how they could go on. But given uh, how close some of the games were last week, yeah. uh, it, you know, and, and this is the great thing about the league. So th this is the interesting thing that, you know, you, you don't go into it thinking there there is absolutely no way that the uh, that it's possible. Uh, for the team to to get a win, I mean, yeah, even like say the Jag going into Arrowhead, it's going to be exceptionally difficult. It's going to be difficult for the Giants, but would it be a, like a, a shock if they did it? I don't think it'd be. I don't think I'd be shocked. Would I be surprised? Yeah, but I think that's the the intriguing thing about the NFL is, um, you know, I am I'm frequently surprised, <sighs> but I'm rarely shocked after watching it for for this long. Yeah, Brian, did you want to come in there? Yeah, I'm kind of doubling down on Colin's point, but if you look at the recent years when it comes to this particular weekend, it's very rare all four favourites win on the weekend in question, the division around it's such a competitive weekend as Colin's rightly called out, and it's very rare we see the four favourites win. Mm. Somebody somewhere is... It's going to make a mess, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, gonna... cup, it's cup football. Like, you know, anyone can win. So, I mean, that's, that's why I'm picking the Giants, Brian. I'm kind of disappointed in you, in fairness. But, you know, that's okay. Be pragmatic about it and then be excited when they do it. Head over heart, kind of head over heart. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Head over heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The where did that ever get us as fans of sports? Um, okay. It's got the karaoke machine to go and the wife has got the divorce papers ready for it when it happens. So we're okay. <laughs> okay. Right. Noted. All right. Well, we'll move on okay. to the next game. And, um, <laughs> unless you have any points clarification there. Okay, so we're going to go on to the uh, Bengals at the Bills. Uh, so this is the one that uh, like that never happened uh, with the Demar Hamlin situation, but uh, they're coming off of wildcard weekend wins that I would say, I mean, even as a layperson, weren't particularly convincing. They were exciting, but um, now we have them up up against each other here. Uh, I think the Bengals are pretty good, and uh, and uh, well, so are the Bills for that matter. But anyway, uh, it doesn't really matter what I think. I'll tell you what I'm going to be later after I've heard all the viewers, and I'll go contrarian on it. So let's go uh, over to you first, uh, column this time. I'd love to hear your thoughts on how this one is going to play out. It's going to be a close one, I'd imagine. It, I mean, I suppose the. This is where the, the frustration with injuries come in because this would be a, a phenomenal game if both teams were at full strength. Uh, but I suppose the 
the worry that I would have uh, for the Bengals is just how beaten up they are, particularly on the the O line, and that will make it difficult. They have they still have uh, a fantastic quarterback. They still have brilliant receivers, but it is going to be very very difficult when. Um, you, you know, you saw against the, the Ravens once the O-line guys went out, it was really difficult for Mixon to, to run the ball. Um, now, anything can happen. And it was interesting to see Eric Weddle, who uh, came in off the street last year and was instrumental to the Rams winning a Super Bowl. I don't think he would have, they would have won it if he hadn't come in. He ended up being um, their their green dot, as they call it, Calais. He was the guy um, who was ta- he- at the was hearing that the play is coming in and was communicating with the other guys. And to do that off the street is phenomenal. But he was on with Kay Adams, who is a big uh, Bengals fan. He said that they uh, had zero chance. Um, I I would not go anywhere near that level, but I do think it will be um, difficult for them just with the how beaten up they are. That said, they have a chip on their shoulder. They feel that the NFL did them uh, a disservice given the way they handled it. Um, and they feel that this game should be at a neutral site. Um, the, the Bills, we saw we saw the good and the bad with them last uh, week. And we have kind of seen a little bit of that. I mean, it has been a Jekyll and Hyde type of season at times. Josh Allen has the ability to make Plays that no other quarterback can make. Uh, he they make these huge chunk plays. The ability to get the ball um, sixty yards down down the field in the blink of an eye. His ability to take off as a quarterback. And I think the the further we go into the playoffs, the more you will see kind of designed runs. They have held back on that a lot over the last couple of years. You don't want to put your quarterback in harm's way uh, if you can avoid it, but. Uh, when you know the stakes are this high and quarterback in a question is six five and two hundred and fifty pounds, um, you can run him a little bit. I think you, yeah, I think you'll see that. If 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 the Bengals were at full strength, I I I think that you know um, they would have a real shot at this because of how Burrow is and because of the chip on their shoulder. I keep going back to it. I just think they're too beaten up. Um, I think they will go out. I would think they will put up a performance. I think that they you can see the type of team um, that they are. But um, we, Demar Hamlin was back in the building this week, and uh, I, I think despite the Bills' struggles um, with the pass rush, the fact that the Bengals are without the O line uh, will help the Bills and ultimately get them over the line. So, Bills, it is for you. All right, Brian, what about you? Where do you see it going? Yeah, this offensive line is a, is a big concern. And I think Colin's right, he called that three of the key marquee players and three that were actually brought in last offseason, essentially to help shore us this, shore this offensive line. This time last year, when they played in the same round, division round, uh, Joe Burrow had 16 sacks, and, sorry, 13 sacks in that particular game. I think it was a set NFL record, and yet they still found a way to come out and beat the Titans because of the quarter, quality of the quarterback which they have and the quality of the players that once he's under pressure he still has players like Boyd, Chase and Higgins and they have a solid run game and mixing and P9 has really come on this season and I can, I'm worried for the Bills generally after last weekend's performance against a team of the torturing quarterback 
I appreciate not every, not every NFL game is the same, but the secondary has been exposed a couple times over the past few weeks, in particular by the Dolphins twice, um, you know, the week prior to Christmas and last weekend. But I don't think the pass rush, like if it, if they're going against a better pass rush, again, crucified by Bills Mafia for saying this, I don't think they're the top upper echelons of the league. And they're a great team and they've got great players on offense. Defense, we I still think there's enough question marks. And I look at the players that are available to Joe Burrow on Sunday offensively and I think they can live despite the friendlies of the offensive line we still think they can go toe to toe with this team and put up the points and what are we going to see from this Bills offense because we touched on it on Monday's show they were, came out and they were very aggressive early got the points up 17 points didn't see much of them again until the fourth quarter and they had some nice little drives at the end and essentially helped them put the game away I'm going to go with the shock I think the Bengals have a point to prove as well but yeah the column's right he said about the chip on the shoulder over the way in which the league dealt with the situation and they seemed to come out the wrong end of it having to go on the road this weekend. The Bengals are 9-0 since Halloween. I'm going to say they, they remain unbeaten since Halloween. Go 10-0 and cause the shock of the weekend. All right. Bengals for the win. And then, Christina, last word to you on this one. I think if the Bengals are going to try and win this game, they actually need to play a lot cleaner than what they have in the last while, or else they need to find a way to make the Bengals play messier because the Bengals actually are able to control the game a little bit better than what the Bills have been able to do over the last while. And that's just because you've got Burrow and you've got Zach Taylor. They're just a dynamic duo of being able to control the ball themselves. Look at Allen's really electrifying. His approach to the game is amazing. He's play call, but he could be better for sure. I do think it's going to be a really close game. I think it's going to be very much echoing of what we've seen the last two weeks with wildcard weekend. But I think the Bills will snatch it in the last few minutes. So I'm going to go with Bills. Bills to snatch it at the last few minutes. Okay. Well, for what it's worth, I think I'm going to go for the Bills as well. I think they're kind of the sentimental favourite for those of us who sort of just have been watching casually and with Demar Hamlin and all of that. Plus, they were the first team I ever really kind of supported in the NFL. Good old Jim Kelly with his Irish name drawing me to them. All right. Well, we'll see how it goes and hopefully the Bills won't blow it with a badly taken field goal at the end, which, of course, the Bills have done in the past. Uh, and there's a great film called Buffalo 66 by Vincent Gallo for those of you who are cinephiles out there which is a fascinating take on that story alright we've got um, we got the next one coming up then and it's the last one of the lot uh, so this one is the Cowboys at the 49ers uh, so uh, the Cowboys had a pretty convincing win and uh, Tommy Boy is gone uh, and uh, maybe gone forever we don't know he did look a bit sort of like see everybody but then he always likes to just make a big show and dance for it. But anyway, um, and of course, then there's a bit of talk about the Niners having some extra time to recuperate and all of that. So there's a few interesting factors going into this one from what I've understood. But um, maybe I'll go to you first, Christina, on this one. Where where do you see this one going? It's an interesting matchup, isn't it? I think it's quite an interesting matchup, yeah. And after, you know, you just mentioned about TB12 last week, every time I think of him, I just think of Wolf of Wall Street. I'm not going. I'm not going. That's exactly <laughs> how I picture him and Aaron Rodgers the whole time. That's it. Not- it's both of them together. In that scene, put their heads yeah. on it. There you go. Look at it's Dallas. We all know there's going to be an epic meltdown at some point during this game. Um, and that's one of the, I think, the most amazing parts of the game that's coming this week. Look at I, I would love to say Dallas is going to do it, but I can't see past the 49ers this week for sure. They're just, I don't think they're very, I think Dallas is quite strong in what they do, but I do think, you know, and again, to use Cullum's term, San Francisco is the bully boys of this league right now. They have been rocking it 
offensively, defense-wise as well. And we've seen a very strange Dak Prescott this year. He's been very hot and cold. The O-line has been very hot and cold. I think last week's performance was one of the first performances that we've actually seen them go, wow, okay, this is Dallas. They've waited a little bit late in the season to bring this to us. But, you know, they've shown who they are. Um, I definitely think that it's going to be 49ers. I'm not saying it's a washout, but I'd say it's going to be at least a 10-point lead for sure this weekend. Okay, so convincing win for the 49ers. Brian, what about you? Yeah, the Cowboys have been a bit off recently, but obviously Monday's performance was quite dominant, and we discussed on the show towards the back end of the season how essentially for about five to six weeks we kind of had a, a pretty good understanding of where the Cowboys were going to go in the playoffs, and I think everybody knew that they were going to play the books because of the way the seating was lining up. And they were kind of too far out and must have been a late run to win the division. It was quite evident they were going to be the fifth seed. And they kind of went off the boil slightly, but apparently it was, and we did say in the show, was there a look ahead scenario where they just knew to play in the books, the focus was on, let's just make sure we're right for that game. And on Monday, it couldn't have been any better. It was an absolutely fantastic performance. Four touchdowns from Dak Prescott, one rushing touchdown. Uh, Christine is right, like you say he's blown hot and cold, but it was the most dominant performance we've seen from him in quite some time. And interestingly enough, was this isn't in a betting show, the, the lowest line of the weekend in terms of the betting match is this game. Like the bookmakers in Vegas are giving the Cowboys a real shout of winning this game. For me, for the Cowboys to win, they need to turn the ball over and put the 49ers on the back foot because as, as much as the 49ers were on the back foot last weekend, they never turned the ball over. They had 500 yards total offense, 24 forced, forced downs, ultimately never turned the ball over once. The Cowboys, they can turn the ball over. They have great players in takes. You can do interceptions. You've got players like Michael Parsons. But I think this will come down to the fourth quarter. I do think they'll be close, but I think... I think the Niners will win. I think they'll just just win. I think this, I think this vote could be the tightest one of the weekend. I really think Cowboys will put up a good account themselves. But when you've got McCaffrey there, that can take the pressure off Brock Purdy. I think he will run them to victory in the fourth quarter. Do enough, and I think just just the Niners win. Okay, just the Niners. The belt, Christian McCaffrey, long lamented. We we miss you, Christian McCaffrey, at the Panthers. Uh, okay, Colm, you close this one out. Then where do you think it's going? Hello, but th- to me, I mean, this is one of the kind of all-time classic matchups between franchises. This is a rivalry born in in the seventies. I mean, the eighties gave us the, the catch. I think that's one of the great things about the NFL that you have uh, these famous plays that just go by. You know, the the title: John Elway's the drive, uh, Joe Montana, and the catch. And people will know what you're talking about. And then you go to the the 90s and you have three back-to-back NFC Championship games. Uh, And the the winner of of each of those went on to to win the the Super Bowl. Uh, Then you had an incredibly long drought uh, and uh, the rivalry renewed then um, between these uh, two teams, obviously, then last year. This, like the... When you just see the color of the uniforms, I think it's going to invoke a lot of memories uh, for people. And I think it has the makings of a really interesting game because once again, talked earlier about Andy Reid and Doug Pedersen and the history they had as coaches and the way in which you get to know people's traits. You have Kyle Shanahan going up against Dan Quinn. And Kyle was obviously offensive coordinator under Dan Quinn in Atlanta, they went to uh, a Super Bowl. They infamously blew the uh, largest lead in Super Bowl uh, history. And 
um, you know, when Kyle left and went to the 49ers, um, Dan Quinn, he, you know, it, it, it began to, to dip and, and then his last couple of seasons um, were just nowhere near um, where they had been and he ended up losing his job. He's rebuilt his reputation with the Cowboys. Cowboys have been really strong uh, defensively over the past couple of years. Um, but they're going up against uh, a, a really fantastic 49ers team. And it's not just, I mean, we've talked about the players and Christina and Brian have talked about some of the players and the stacked roster that the 49ers have, but it's also the stacked coaching staff. I mean, this is, a key, I keep referring to it because it is so amazing. They lost Robert Sala. He goes to the Jets. He was doing a phenomenal job as DC. Demeco Ryan's come in. They actually get better. Mike McDaniel goes to the Dolphins. We can see in which the way in which Mike McDaniel can scheme. We saw it throughout the year. Obviously, Dolphins has injuries, but we saw it even last week. Um, it they don't miss a beat, right? Kyle Shanahan ends up on QB three. He's still able to scheme. I mean, the coaching is incredible, and so I expect the Cowboys to to want to to put up a big performance. I think Michael Parsons is is capable of it. Uh, and I think they will run them close. But ultimately, um, you know, the the coaching uh said it before, said it across sports. The coach is the most important person in any building. The 49ers have one of the best in the business in their head coach. They have one of the best in the business in their defensive coordinator. And for that reason I think that the 49ers uh, will win this. But I I do have concerns around Brock Purdy. Definitely, I think you can get on him. I don't think he's nearly as accurate as he is kind of sometimes made out to be. I think Kyle Shanning gets him out of jail a lot of the time. Um, and again, this is another one where if, if the Cowboys were to win this, would you be shocked? No, not not in the slightest, Brian. As, uh, it's definitely not a betting trouble with me involved because odds don't make any sense to me whatsoever. Um, but I can tell you it wouldn't be a surprise. But ultimately, I do think the 49ers will prevail. Okay, 49ers prevail. Christina, I think you wanted to come in there just real quick. Yeah, I think it's interesting that Colm just mentioned about Brock Purdy. And I think it's really interesting that you kind of said, you know, and we've touched about it a load of times that this whole team has been built around him. The offense has come together to be able to protect him and keep him strong. But I think it's also, you know, the body of work that he has so far since he came on the field has been really, really strong. So he's under a lot of pressure this week not to make any bad plays. He's only made one bad play, bad play since he came on. And when we're looking back at it, you know, he was the last player of the draft. He's actually a solid middle ever passer he's turned himself into this thing you know this little solid person that was 49 years are able to actually rely on but i think what's really interesting is that he doesn't have to play the ball hero that's not what his job is and he knows that he just has to pass that ball and that's why their passing game is so strong and that's where he differs compared to other quarterbacks because he's not hugging the ball he's not trying to play the hero the whole time okay well um there is an absent friend here. Mark is not here. Where is he? Well, I guess all will be revealed at the weekend. But uh, Brian, maybe do you have his picks by any chance? I do. I do. Um, oh, let's hear them. I don't, I don't know what I don't know what these three got together and decided to get him up on me. I think I'm the Preluded. only cartel of picks. Is that? I think I'm the, I'm the only one here who's gone somewhere different with the Bengals. Mark has also picked the Niners. He's also picked the 
Bills. He's also picked the Eagles and the Chiefs. Full house. Christina, Colum, Mark. And the You're the only outlier here. I mean, I guess, can I call myself an outlier? I, I picked a few others there, but it doesn't really matter. Uh, well, we shall see. I, I can guarantee one of those picks will definitely be wrong. Because uh, favorites don't always win, and this is like this is we're into sort of the, uh, the 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 business end of the the cup competition here, as they call it. So anything anything could happen. Uh, do we have any last few comments we want to flash up on the screen there um, before we 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 wrap things up? Let me see. Well, while Christina is is knows Kala, just to um, say uh, that um, we had. Uh, Ali Daly on the podcast this week talking about the Colts and they are obviously one of the teams who are involved in a head coach search at the moment that for teams who are uh, not in the playoffs uh, there's plenty of um, kind of head coach searches going on interestingly like there's five this year there were nine last year so teams maybe not as rushed as they were taking a bit more time but I imagine we probably will begin to see some of the dominoes fall uh, next week. Uh, so uh, we will obviously discuss those as they begin to happen. Uh, but right now it is kind of just the, the speculation and uh, a lot of smoke and mirrors going on as to what may happen. Uh, but as the dominoes begin to fall, we certainly will uh, look to uh, to address some of those uh, hir hirings. Hirings indeed. Okay, we'll check that podcast out. It's on, on the podcast feeds uh, that we have. Um, and I see you flashing up a few there. I saw the Top and Balls podcast made their picks and they said it was going to be what What game was it? The Niners and. Uh, You're the Cowboys. The Cowboys one was all about the defense, wasn't it? So that, that, was the, that was the comment that was thrown out there. Which defense is going to come out on top? Um, There's Mark. There's Brian. Oh, He's really happy there. Green, the Giants is going to beat the Eagles. It's going to be the shock of the week. Talking balls podcast, maybe not talking so much balls there. You never know, Brian. Could be good. Karaoke machine at five AM. Karaoke. Yeah, should we get up? We'll we we'll, we'll get on a Zoom call for that. We'll see what, what happens. Yeah, it'll be great crack. Um okay. Very good. Well listen, that's Kala, if if the if the Giants beat the Eagles, you will be able to hear Brian O'Leary's roar uh, from the other side of the river. I I guarantee you that it it will it will be. I mean they they should probably put cotton wools in the ears of the animals in Dublin Zoo, and just as a precautionary measure, uh, lest they be startled. Okay, Brian. Certainly, yeah, certainly in certainly in uh, cotton wool in my children's ears. Come, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Protect protect the family at all costs uh, from Giants fans. Okay, well, listen, that's all for tonight. Um, thanks, uh, Colm. Thanks, Brian. Thanks, Christina. Thanks to Mark in absentia. And you'll hear more from his uh, adventures uh, stateside soon enough. So stick with our podcast feeds. Stick with us. Thanks to all the all the fans and folks out there uh, who have been uh, commenting tonight. And also just a reminder that the Points Bet show, uh, the previous show is going to be uh, from, from the live from the Points Bet office and also the... Friday uh, next, uh, which is from the uh, Captain America's event that we're doing, the live event, 7.30 to 9 there. There are still a few, a few, run, rush, get them. There's tickets for that on eventbrite.ie. So go to eventbrite.ie and you can pick up the last of the few chalk ices there. 
All right. Well, listen, enjoy everybody. And we will look forward to a big weekend of football again. And we'll see you next time. All right. Thanks, everyone.